Disclaimer. This podcast will mostly deal with the relationship between men. If you as a listener is comfortable with this subject matter, please sit back and enjoy the program. Welcome, listeners, to A Night of Wonder. This is the two-timer series, Collective, a collection of different genres created by D.B. Watson, writer of the two-timer series. In this program, you will hear a different tale once a week read by me, A.J. Carter. If you enjoy any of these stories, please show your support by ringing that bell, giving a thumbs up, and a follow. Thank you. The Hunt, a Vampire and Lycan Tale The chase was nothing more than a thrill to the Lycan. His victim ran in vain to get away from the beast that chased him into the park, most likely to isolate him, only it was his fault when he thought he saw someone waving for him to follow. He thought it was a good Samaritan and ran toward him, only to lose him in the shadows of the trees. Cargo City wanted the park to have its natural formation, so while in it, if you stray from the trail, you could lose your bearings and get lost. John Doe, though, he didn't deserve his fate. At least he felt he didn't. All he was doing was ridding the world of the unwanted. Prostitutes were the curse of humankind. No one should be allowed to sell their bodies for profit. It's immoral, he thought. But here I am to meet my demise by a demonic beast of Satan, helped by most likely another servant of the Dark Realm. Every time he thinks he's ahead of the beast, he hears a growl in front of him, causing him to turn in a different direction. Was there more than one? he questioned. His stamina was running low as he hid behind a tree, trying to catch his breath. All was quiet, and he prayed he lost his stalker. Do you think you lost him? said a male's voice just ahead of him. He was shocked to hear the voice so close to him. When his eyes focused, he caught sight of a young man with chestnut hair, caramel skin, and golden eyes, or perhaps Hazel, staring back with an innocent gaze. Though he preferred women, John wanted him. Something about the handsome man caused him to rethink his desires. The younger man stepped out of the shadows and into the moonlight, wearing a loose-fitting top and pants that showed every curve on his lower form. Hey, don't do that! John hissed in a whisper. It isn't safe out in the open. He waved to him. Come over here. The younger man strolled over, and once close enough, John grabbed his wrist and pulled him close to his side. Be careful, there's a killer out there. His senses were overwhelmed when he smelled the heavenly scent that arose from his skin. You're wearing cologne, he stated. Is that a problem? The thing hunting us is not human. Not human. Is that bad? Yes. Animals have a strong sense of smell. Your cologne might give us away. Oh, he said, smelling his shirt. But you will keep me safe, right? John glanced at him and wanted to tell him no, but he longed for something more. That depends. On what? On what you'll give to me. Out of nowhere, the younger man hugged John's arm. I'd do anything. His face was much closer. John leaned over and kissed his soft, pouty lips when a deep howl interrupted him. John's head snapped to where the howl came from, and unknowing to him, he was the only one who jumped. What is it? Shh! John ordered. He listened for any sounds, but none came. I think we're okay, for now. He continued to whisper. I can smell it on you. John kept his eyes focused ahead. What? blood. This caught John's attention as he locked eyes with the hazel ones. But it's not yours. 
Sean considered removing the blade from his coat pocket that earlier was stained with his last victim's blood. He had wiped it off on the person's clothes and thought it was clean enough, but apparently it wasn't. He had wanted to taste the young man, and maybe he still could. All he needed was to cut his throat, and while his blood drained from his body, he'd use him like his doll. I want to show you something, John said. All right. John reached into his coat pocket, grasping the knife's handle, ready to mix the beauty's blood with the stained blade when heavy breaths interrupted them. They turned an idle lichen on all fours, snarling at them. John felt the younger man clinging to him, but all sense of reason left him. He grabbed the younger man and used him like a shield. Take him! He cried. We, we had a deal! Deal's off! He pushed him at the beast and took off running. He could hear the cries echo all around him, but couldn't look back. He saw the outskirts of the city and thought he was home free when something slammed into him from the side. John's warm blood flowed with ease as the mouth of the younger man sucked on his neck. Hey, Patrick, said a voice behind him. We're sharing. Don't drain him. The young man broke his grip on the neck and savored the hot blood that ran down his throat. He sat up as John looked back at him in shock. He looked at him, licking his lips. We had a deal, you douche. All John could do was groan when the lichen lunged at him and tore his flesh from his bones. The young man sat, ignoring the carnage and screaming from the man while he savored the delicious vital fluid that ran down his throat, and his head floated from the high. The man's cries sounded like music in his head. The off-key melody that hummed in his head faded away with his high. The full lichen sat beside him, bumping his shoulder. Patrick looked over at the eight-foot, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, wild dog who savored his meal before looking down at him. What actually were you going to do for his protection? Adam asked. Patrick glanced up curiously past his protruding snout, whose jaw had the force to bite his head off, and saw the envy in his eyes. This caused him to release a chuckle. Are you jealous? He thought Adam would look away from embarrassment, but instead he transformed back into a human. The night air was chilly on his naked skin as Patrick's fun turned to concern. Adam, you'll get sick. Before Adam could respond that he was fine, Patrick raced off in an instant and returned, holding Adam's backpack that held his clothes at the same speed. Patrick quickly opened the bag, removed Adam's flannel shirt, and helped him into it without hearing his protest. He buttoned it up for him before removing his jeans and sneakers, allowing him to finish dressing. Adam smiled at his 300-year-old vampire who fussed over him. Thank you. Dummy, you have to take care. Adam was a mere 350 years old, but Patrick worried over him when he was in his human form. Pat, you're so attentive. I know you're immortal, but you can still be hurt. So can you. That's why we love each other. Until the end of time. Patrick, who was still smaller than Adam, grinned up at him, showing his fangs as his golden skin seemed to glow from the fresh blood. Can I come home with you? Did you think you had a choice? Come on, it's getting late, and I still have things to do to you before bedtime. They kissed deeply before Adam slung Patrick over his shoulder and walked away from the torn body of the serial killer that Adam was hired to hunt down and eliminate. Adam, I can walk fine. Let me have my fun. Adam took off running with Patrick laughing on his shoulder. Thank you for listening. 
This was a short story by D.B. Watson and read by me, A.J. Carter. If you want to hear more of this story, please leave a comment. You can find the Thriller series at Amazon.com under D.B. Watson slash Two-Timer Series on audio at Audible.com and Kindle Villa. If you would like to hire me, A.J. Carter, to narrate your project, you can find me on ACX.com slash A.J. Carter. Thank you, and see you next week.